close to me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're very welcome back to our final whistle.e coverage of today's Energy AIL. Today, or this evening now, should I say, is the turn of the women's division for this half life kickoff between the leaders, UL Bowes, the hosts of today's contest, and fourth placed Railway Union. Taking a look at the teams, UL have had a short break to prepare for this fixture as they make, or a little bit longer break, should I say, for this fixture as they make two changes from their 69 5 win over Balancolic. Cara Barrett, who was on the bench that day, earns her first start of the year, having come back from the international scene as she replaces Alicia McGonagall in 14. The second change is in the front row as Fiona Reedy is back in the side and she replaces Eilish Cahill. Aoife Corey keeps her place at 15 with Barrett joining uh, Chisholm Ogweru on the wings in the back three. Alana McInerney and Stephanie Noonan are the midfield partnership for Bowes while Kate Flannery and Abby Salter Townsend are the half-back partnerships. In the front row you've Kira O'Dwyer and Beth, uh, Beth Buttermer alongside Reedy. Sarah Garrett and Claire Bennett are in the engine room and Eva McCormick, Claude O'Halloran and Chloe Pierce, the captain of UL Bowes makes up the rest of that side. Uh, held in reserve for UL is Cahill, Lily Brady, Jane Clossy, Brianna Heilman, Leash McGonagall, Aoife O'Shaughnessy and Ava O'Flynn. Railway show one change from the side that lost 6-3 to Belvedere last weekend. First defeat of the campaign with Deirdre Roberts coming into the back row in that contest. Amy Clark starts at fullback with Rianne Henry and Ava Ryder. Uh, acquisitions from Galwegians completing the back three with Kata Waldron and other Galwegians there making the way to Railway this summer as she joins Maddie Aberg in the midfield. Nikki Cahey is at 10, with uh, Claire Kyohan at 9. Grania O'Loughlin, Maeve Keegan and Kirsty Stevenson make up the front row, with Keelan Brady and Faith Overway, a uh, partner in the engine room. Roberts and Molly Boyan operate on the flanks at 6 and 7, with Lindsay Pete at 8. Very much a much-changed railway site, it has to be said, from last year's campaign. Now, we're just about to get underway, waiting for our match referee to blow the whistle for today's game of course this is our second game of today and of course we're once again sponsored by Finucane's Electrical Expert uh, family run business in Limerick since 1959 so if you want your Black Friday or Christmas electronics make sure to check them out in the Bally Simon Road in Limerick support local and support your own team so we're just going to get ready now here the ball is with uh, UL Bohemians they try to clear an early uh, the early kickoff from Railway Union I'm delighted to be joined by Ireland Munster and UL Bowes star Emer Considine Emer, I suppose there's no, no an introduction for you around these parts but look happy to have you on today's broadcast as a UL player expecting a 7th win of the season yeah absolutely you can see the form that UL Bowes are in at the moment um, and they got off to a good start here really good yeah, the weather in in uh, Anacotti has taken a little bit of a sour patch since the game earlier today. Plenty of rain for making some greasy ball conditions and a nice muddy surface to be playing on. I know you're currently on the sidelines. I think you're happier to be here than out there on a night like tonight. Pure winter game of rugby to begin with. Yeah, it's not the ideal conditions for a perfect game of rugby and no doubt you can see there how slippy the ball is. Um, I think Amy Clark struggled between the lights and the, the slippy ball. It's going to be difficult to difficult conditions. To yeah, it's one of, those, one of those nights and predominantly for these early early few minutes we only had three minutes on the clock but it's predominantly ball inside in the UL half 
trying to kick the touch but just with the way the elements and the referee is awarding a scrum in these early few minutes but looking at the I suppose the tail of the tape at the two at the two sides the likes of UL are coming in there the unbeaten side six from six looking to make seven uh, this evening railway a loss last week in their uh, a very narrow 6-3 performance against Old Belvedere that, another night where you wouldn't want to be out in the elements but it's a lot drier this evening for now anyway but they'll be looking to get themselves back in place to try and challenge for the title long way of course this season much longer this year as Railway now take possession of the ball inside of the UL Bowes 22 metre line earlier on today the men's team won 16-12 over Ballymena an absolutely frantic contest and I guess from everyone's perspective it'll probably be another one between these two absolute heavyweights a rematch of course of the Energia Cup final that happened just a few short months ago but since then Railway have had a lot of change the ball now going toward the far side but a terrific turnover by Alana McInerney from UL Bowes keeps the ball in the 22 and the referee has seen something that he doesn't like and we're going to have a scrum just outside of the 22 plenty of possession early Emer, but largely I suppose it would be one of those games where it's keep ball with surfaces like these yeah it is I suppose on a day like today it's just keeping it narrow keeping it nice and tight there's no long passes and you need to make, that the ball, make sure the ball goes to hand and let you secure the ball there'll be nothing fancy here today and we saw at the back of this from a while ago um, it was an 8 pick off MVP with a big ball carry um, and I suppose that's what they need to do more of is just keep the ball nice and tight and keep possession and that patience building but again good defence in UL goes there just to put them under pressure and put good lines get on their on their attack she's a real uh, a real veteran for this railway side absolutely showing no signs of slowing down is Lindsay Pete as she's at the back of this scrum charging it but UL win the penalty and you'll hear plenty of UL Bowes uh, supporters alongside us. I mean, they, they are the home team after all. We're hunkered down, getting a bit of shelter alongside the uh, the touchline here as the ball is with the 19-year-old Flannery. And she boots the ball into touch. And we'll get a little bit of um, of territory. Looking at someone like, uh, like Kate Flannery, she's 19 years of age and has shown absolutely no signs of slowing down with her performances. A leading light, of course, she won the um, uh, recent award for her performances with, the, with Munster for her uh, contributions to, to women's rugby. She's, re- she's came in for Nicole Cronin, who's an absolute big name for, for, for UL. Uh, we're just awaiting a ball here. There's a stepladder alongside me, someone trying to get a ball off the roof. But going back to, to Flannery's contribution, like she's, she's kicked over 60 points She's scored over 60 points for Bowes after six rounds of action. She's just, as someone who's played with her, she's a phenomenal young athlete. Yeah, she absolutely is. And I think this year she's really grown into the athlete that she, um, we knew that she had the potential of being because, you know, because of the consist- consistency of getting game time week after week between the you know, she was mainly our starting 10 for Interpose. She was starting 10 for Interpose and Bowes. And, you know, she's got extremely accurate with her kicking and especially mm. kicks to post. So she's really upped her game in all aspects of it. But she picks you, it picks that holes no one else sees. She's dangerous with the ball in hand. She's got a good eye for space in the backfield. And she's a really good passer of the ball. So she's really developing her day she was, uh, she was playing centre the opening day against Wicklow. But since Nicole's injury, which happened in that opening round game, she's largely been playing at 10. But she's an absolute sensational player and a good... A good, uh, strong rugby family coming from Bansha. Of course, our brother Jake now playing with Ulster in the URC, and our brother Alan as well, who's been in the the, the Munster Academy, not the Ulster Academy. Maybe not just yet. We'll see if he follows Jake up there, but we won't know just yet. 
another scrum now for Railway coming off of the recent line out and it's a terrific carry by Caleb Waldron former Galwegians player that ball Lindsay Pete giving that to Keelan Brady taking the ball now towards the 22 metre line be very much a game of the two packs here trying to get the carry that ball going out wide towards the far touchline just trying to see the numbers now of course it is dark here so we will uh, have to just be focused a little bit more on the actual um, number side of house that's a terrific carry from uh, the number five that's Faith Overway I'm definitely butchering her surname wouldn't be the first time I've butchered a surname today on our broadcast Railway can to right outside at the five metre line but that's a terrific turnover from Bose yeah really good patience um, Railway yeah, some really good carries there in the build up to that and Bose is fantastic you know they're so good on the ground I'm not sure exactly got that turnover but it's an area that they've really worked on and yeah. they're fantastic at um, so being patient and picking the opportunity to go and poach that ball but again it all came from if you, if you look back the Bose had an opportunity early on in the game to win a line out and it was a crooked line that came back possession to Railway and again here we have another opportunity We've been camped inside our 22 um, for the last whatever minutes that we're, we're chatting here. Um, <laughs> and it's quite sloppy play from, from both sides of things. Uh, we're eight approaching nine minutes now and it's been predominantly railway dictating the possession so far. Chef, uh, Kate Flannery finding touch for a line out now inside the 22. And that's well run at the back. But again, the pressure. Oh, hang on. Referee, not straight. I think is, where, is what the referee is citing. And just he's on the far side, so I'm just trying to. See that might need to go to Specsavers on Monday morning. But um, from your perspective, is this something that you would have expected in these early minutes that you know with Railway having the rest, having the the kickoff of today, putting the ball into the half that they would try and keep that boxed in as much as possible? Yeah, and I think as well, it's it's um, there's definitely a win going against Boswell to make it even harder to get out of our 22. Um, but we just need to get out of here, I suppose. If we can get any bit of control in the game, it'll just be to get out of here and start playing in this area of the pitch that we want to start playing in. But again, this is the third line-out that Bose had. This was missed an opportunity on, up here. It's a good pressure on here from, from Abby Fogtainment. Abby, of course, playing. And that's a turnover. Abby, of course, is uh, starting scrum half as the normal, well, once in normal, but one of your other scrum halves, Myrna Wall, is unavailable again this week. Myrna has been... Uh, Predominantly playing GA over the last few weeks uh, with her Clomac and my van club in Kerry, of course, getting to a Munster Junior final last weekend. I was talking to her and I was like, oh, sure, you're already sick of me covering you in the Gaelic sports. You'll be sick of me knowing that I'll be down in Anacotti next week. But uh, she has a family wedding to be at today, so she's unavailable once again. But Abby is another one of those young players that's really, really came into her own. She's played the Interpros. She's very much versatile and a great, uh, great player to have to try and build from, especially when... Uh, you're playing a team that you're probably going to be rocking quite a bit yeah, against. I suppose, I suppose oh, you, need at, you need to look at the, the, the experience that Abby has had in the last year. You know, she's had a solid year of other shows under her back. She's had a solid year of AIL. Um, yeah. <laughs> Referee uh, Kit Flannery just cleared the ball and it was Amy Clark that gathered it and looked to be setting on her paces toward the ball's try line. But... Referee's seen something there and is calling back the play. Not exactly sure. Yeah, they have a penalty of 93 and I'd say uh, it looks like they're going to take a quick maybe and just kind of run it out here. Um, ah. Yeah, they're going to take a quick. Good call, I think, considering mm -hmm. the percentage rate in line. I hadn't, seen the, I hadn't seen the hand up from the referee, but when we're talking about the wind, it's, it's a very similar wind to what we had earlier on today. 
where it's blowing from left to right and obviously bows are kicking right to left so all their kickers are going to be facing is soft breeze and it did cause some tough conditions from the game earlier today and with that ball going now toward touch it'll be a line out for the visiting side railway union still scoreless here in the match in Anacotti as we approach the 12 minute mark with weather like this and with these two teams we've we've seen history before it's been closely fought encounters some games where railway have um, have picked up the results railway are unbeaten against bows of course since uh, since january of 2020 so they will be looking to continue that this evening and that's another strong line out carry for our line out from them if you want to read it that's uh, christy stevenson the opposite three who gets the ball now for railway and now they're trying to get a little bit more of a rhythm and a bit more of the ball as the rain starts to come down here on the banks of the Mulcair River. We are lovely and shaded. Thankfully, yes, yeah, we're not out in that. It's just the vision of the you know, it makes everything harder, it makes catching it, it makes invisibility harder, it makes kicking it kind of exit harder. Like on a night like tonight with a swirling breeze and rain blowing into your face in this first half, especially someone who's played full back and you're trying to kick the ball out as much as possible it's definitely detrimental where yeah. one one mistake can cost you yeah there's various elements here so you have the wind you have the rain you have the lights um, and bad conditions on the road so it is a difficult one but we saw there um, the experience of Nikki Cahill at 10 she was well used to play with Jerry Hannitz from half a lot of experience playing together and again using her experience knowing that the putting pressure back on both forces back in into our 22 even further knowing that our line hasn't been I suppose working as well but they fans into Claude O'Halloran there as always and hopefully we can make something of this opportunity here yeah Claude another vastly experienced player within this Munster squad or UFO squad same Munster I mean half of them do play for Munster so it gets confusing sometimes but she's also a vast experienced player with Munster as well and has been around the international scene plenty of pressure coming in from railway the referee does have the handout whether that is for penalty advantage now or not yeah, yeah. Chloe Pierce with a and now first time we see Chloe Pierce the captain getting a bit of rhythm and pumping in the legs to try and bring this is the first time that we've actually seen them going towards the 10 metre line and here's Clara Barrett absolutely we talk about the young players that are coming through likes of ULBOs Clara Barrett is another one of those players that has been a great acquisition for this club over the last while since she's made the trip down from um, from her native Connacht but turnover and a penalty now for for railway yeah I suppose look on fast breaks like that you are there's a tendency to get isolated but you have to get support with you you have to buy the time on the ground and fight for a second or two until you have support over but again railway showing their experience there in knowing that there is a wide rush that's not resourced properly um, but it was really good play finally a little bit of energy um, quick tap there from Chloe Pierce to move the ball away and like a first opportunity for us to look at our backs that's a tremendous kick by Nikki Cahy really using the elements to her her advantage but it's Clara Barrett who now strides away with the ball but will meet an absolute wall of railway jerseys as she tries to break out of the 22 for looking at the, at the strategy now with the way the wind is it's going to be mainly trying to carry the ball the way with, with, with how what we've seen the likes of Kate the breeze has taken the ball from your from your perspective we see another kick there where it's, the wind is catching it and is it just now a case of look just get the ball and try and run it get through the lines and try and break its speed yeah look I suppose 
it's because it's, it's a variety of kids to look and see that was probably a good option but Clare Kehan had, had it covered you know so I suppose it's just looking and seeing where the backfield is and they seem to want to keep the ball on pitch by the likes of the kick like that so maybe that's less that they got from the sidelines to I suppose force them force them to make the mistakes themselves. and we've seen another penalty going the way of UL there and instead of going to try and kick for touch Abby's the one who's taking the ball and she's making something go work from it from their own 22 but it's relentless relentless pressure from railway camped outside this 22 balls in possession trying to get rid of the ball but with the way the weather is going what will they do Townsend sends that ball out now towards Beth Buttermer Beth Buttermer another of the youngsters who I've really uh, enjoyed watching when she's played with, um, with Munster in the Interpros this year as well but she's another one of your rising stars yeah, they've absolutely impressed and got her and got her first cap at Munster this year. Um, a crazy thing that she did her leaving search and was that Munster training that evening. You know, she was so dedicated to the cause and well deserved first cap and and didn't look out of place as, as an eighteen year old on that. A good kick there now by Kate Flannery to take the ball into the railway twin, uh, the railway ten meter line, but Claire Kilhan sends it the other way, and now it's Aoife Corey, the full back. Driving, pumping the legs to take the ball toward halfway. Railway now are looking at, are, tr- are still trying to get there. The place out wide. Boys looking out wide, and here's Chisholm Ubero. Now she can run at pace. 12 tries to her name in just six AIL games, five of which that she has started. Of course, uh, Railway Union faithful will know her very well, having been at the Dublin club last year. But now she's back in her native Munster to uh, to play with with uh, UL Bows. And now yeah, back. Yeah, Jane is another one that was on the railway side last year, and she's uh, after joining UL Bows. So they know each other very well. Yeah, Def- De- and I suppose Railway will definitely know. If you didn't know her uh, her danger, having scored twelve tries in uh, only a handful of games so far, definitely when she's been one of your players. But a player that really did play for Railway last year in the actual. Uh, divisional campaign played during the cup campaign obviously played in the final scored a try against against um, UL we won't hold her to that anyway from your own perspective but um, a vastly experienced campaigner now for UL really doing well got into the development um, selection as well in recent times the homegrown selection and if the way she's flying she'll be um, she'll be knocking on the door of an Ireland call up very yeah, shortly she absolutely will like, we've seen her pace um, and the way she's able to finish and she has come on so much as a player this year but she's part of the MTS and now the squad and they are training week in week out and they have been all the and I think that's opportunity off the, off the back of a strong scrum Claire Kyohan kicks the ball out of touch and a smart move there by Aguero. She looked like she was going to keep, uh, going to go for the ball, but it had gone out of play. And now we will have a line out for the home side right in front of us here, as the rain continues to bucket down on the 10 meter line for railway. And it's Beth Bottomer that will look to throw this ball in. Plenty of seasonal campaigners in that monster line out looking to put their name on the ball. That's Abby Seltzer Townsend who wins the ball at the back to Kate Flannery. Kate Flannery for Chloe Pierce. That's a terrific drive now through the middle from the Bows. Townsend looking wide toward Flannery. Flannery cross field kick. Looking for Clara Barrett. Barrett wins it. 
suppose, but when you say nothing fancy, I don't know if that comes into the days of nothing fancy with the way the weather is today, especially when you don't have an advantage. But look, it worked out. Do you know what? When you've got someone like Clara who's so good on their high ball, and you've got Katie who can bring that kick, you might as well do it. You know, it doesn't happen that often, um, or often enough to be honest from women's rugby, and you know, show off those skills. And here's Kate Flannery, and here's the number 13. That's Alana McInerney. McInerney making nice ground now as we get towards railway. The railway 22 has been very much unbreached so far in this contest, but now with just uh, 20 minutes gone in this contest for the first time, you will are now starting to get position inside here. That's Aoife Corey with the ball, but she is tackled. Shouts from the UL bench. There might have been a little bit more in that, but referee doesn't give an advantage, and we still play on. Plenty of hard, plenty of tough carries going in now from the UL Bows faithful. And here's Kate Flannery. Flannery back now towards Steph Noonan, the vice captain of the Bows. It's going to be one of these games where it's, it's all, it's tough carries getting the ball now, trying to get, trying to fight for territory. It's very much scrappy cagey in these early few minutes, but it's been an enjoyable game so far, despite the, the lack of a score. Yeah, it has been. I mean, that was a really good pass for play there from both, but you can see the relentlessness of the railway defence. Nothing, like even on, on both sides of the ground, like look at they're just putting their, putting their bodies in, you know, every angle just to get that ball back. Yeah. Knock on is the call from the referee. We do have a railway player down injured at the moment. I'm trying to figure out who it is. I don't, it might be Lindsay Pete. Is Lindsay there? Oh no, Lindsay is there. I wasn't too sure whether, whether the signal is going to be coming from the uh, the medical official that we will have in an early substitution in this contest I'm wondering what the decision is but we will have a a uh, scrum for the visiting side in a few minutes we just take a bit of a break here but it's very much energy sapping stuff both teams really going for you know railway pinned uh, pinned you well back early but you all are starting to get they're starting to get the rhythm starting to get the ball in hand but um, we still have to just wait now if we get a few scores on the board yeah, I think we've had the we had the opportunity to hold the ball there but again it was really good counter from, from railway there to put pressure on that rook um, we need to secure the rook better than that and not let that ball pop out and if you thought he had a good opportunity to um, kick that ball because it was out and it put railway into a really good position forcing the knock on from you all both who had to turn then and again we're under pressure but it's a because it's you can see the physicality on both sides of it that the defense from railway has been top notch to be honest and um, making it really difficult for bowls like even if Steph is cutting good good lines Alana's cutting really good lines but they're not making much game line because their defense is so connected and um, so it will be a dog fight and it will be a real tough game and I, I, I can't see there being you know 10 tries in this game I yeah. think it will be uh, be a one or two point victory with the likes the way the, the way the conditions are here and the way that you, you can see that both teams want it just as much as the other one. Well, Railway Union are forced into an early change. Gronio Lachlan was down in the in the in the middle of, of that UL attack just a few minutes prior, and she now heads toward the dugout. Just going to wait and see who came on for her from their perspective. But we just have a scrum now in front of us, and it's another big big push. But referee, and that's a penalty for the host. Maybe a little bit of over exuberance coming into railways there. Yeah, Look. again, that's the second time that Bowes have won a defence penalty against railway on their penalty, on their scrum. Um, 
but like we spoke before the game about the experience of that pack. Like you look at Sean Reedy, like how many Irish caps has she got? The Gunner will have plenty. Um, Pierre is a really good scrummager as well because you know you've got a strong pack behind them too. So it's just it's an experience of playing together. Um, and that combination of these together and, and fantastic and strong. When you, when you look at the, I suppose, the, the team coming into this game, is her experience bringing her in for someone like Eilish Cahill? Is that is that a moment that would change the game? As we do, as from that scrum, it's now a penalty for Railway. But going back on that, the likes of her experience. Against a team like Railway, you need those seasoned campaigners. Yeah, you do. I'm eating my words here against the Rose scrum there. Um, Railway put up a good fight there and they came back penalty. But um, we saw how, how Fiona Reedy and Eilish Gallagher worked really well in, in the intervals of the kind of rolling minutes. Mm. And she has learned so much from the likes of Fiona Reedy and the girls that are there. Eilish is a fantastic player and um, will be a fantastic player. And there's so much more to, so much more to become. And Nikki Kahi kicks a penalty for touch. And we have yet another line out, this time just outside of the Bowes 10 metre line. I'm trying to see the markers on the pitch, but with the weather, it's kind of blending in nicely. All, everything just looks wet and mucky. Exa- exactly what you want on a Saturday evening in round eight of this year's AIL campaign. Lovely catch in the line out there from Faith. And Railway now trying to get a little bit more space to attack and try and build and try and get the opening score of this contest as we near the half hour mark in proceedings. But strong defence again from UL. We have seen that coming through. Definitely something that Fiona Hayes has, uh, has brought into this team since she arrived. Not saying that it wasn't there to begin with, but you know that, that, that Munster defence is definitely really coming through in this side. Railway with the ball. Claire Kyohan with a little box kick looking in behind. But it's not going to be turned over. No advantage occurring. So we're going to go back for an earlier infringement as the match referee gets us set for another decision. If this is a penalty... Yeah, it's a penalty from that high tackle at the, at the back of the line out there. So um, Claire Kyohan is always going to look up and try and hit those. Between Nikki Kahi and Claire Kyohan at 9 and 10, it's quite so difficult in the back. You need to be quite alert because both of them are kicking options mm. here. Claire has caps for Ireland at number 9 and that's what she played a lot of 7s, but she has caps for Ireland at 10. Yeah. Um, and so was Nikki. So it's it's difficult in the backfield you have to be constantly alert especially on something like a penalty advantage looking at what Kahi is going to go here she's going to go for the corner I thought with her um, with her exploit she's kicked 41 points for the for rail, for railway in this campaign but she's going for the touch I thought with the, with the bit of a breeze blowing into her back that she might have opted for an early shot of the post but kick for touch kick for a bit of territory here now another chance for Railway Union to test the UL Bowls resolve as we hit the 26 minute mark yeah, in this contest. I think it's probably a good call to be honest because they're back in their line in faith. Avaya have won, has won almost all of their lineups and mm-hmm. um, so I suppose you can just look at her if Claude can get up and put a bit of pressure on her. Um, she's been the main target so far in, in the lineup so um, I'm not surprised that they're backing themselves in, in this time. Keelan Brady and Faith are doing really well in that um, in that second row partnership. Obviously, Bo was missing Ethan McDermott, who's gone to Australia in in recent weeks, or recent months, should I say? She hasn't. Uh, she obviously didn't play a game yet for them in this campaign, but she's a massive loss. And obviously, another monster player that they would have had in the form of Stephanie Carroll. She definitely loved to be 
playing today but of course another player who's gone down to Australia plenty of travellers in the uh, in the squad the likes of Molly Scuffin McCabe has gone to New Zealand she was in and out of the Ireland squad but is not there anymore and um, Carmen Rodera as well she's gone back to Spain she was a big player for them last year as well so they're in a, a very much of a transition period missing a host of their players but definitely well up for this one as we have still a scoreless contest in front of us but with more carries coming in Pete Lindsay Pete right at the back of the mall there trying to get something going for the team and definitely someone she she impressed in the cup final not a few months ago got on the score sheet that day and Nikki Cahey goes for a kick in behind to cause a bit of pressure that's Aoife Corey and a, a really strong fullback is Aoife and definitely showed no signs of nerves there despite some difficult conditions facing her trying to get that no fantastic really good at reading the ball whether it's like on the ground like that bouncing and doesn't have any fear in slowing down she came on back with pace and acceleration we saw another time over in earlier on the first half where she came on to a high ball pace just backs herself in really good hands here's Kate Flannery not the best of kicks which Kate Flannery would have liked but a found touch and it's got a little bit of pressure relieved you now from UL Railway they smell blood and they are looking to try and get that score and if they can get those um, those line outs working we could be seeing an open score of the contest a couple of good uh, good line outs so far from Maeve Keegan at, at, um, at Hooker she's really doing the job there but as we mentioned the likes of Keelan and Faith there were absolute colossal players to be having in those line outs yeah and it was good there Bose did get up and disrupt that it was um, I think knocked on but at least you know they're getting up they're putting the pressure on there and so if you look at the end of the day railway didn't come away with with anything out of that line out that opportunity that they had maybe it would have been a better decision for Nikki to kick the post and get three points on the board reset and instead to put pressure on Bose again um, but here we are and it's still quite scrappy still scoreless game and we can put it down to the conditions but I think it's mainly just down to it's, there's a lot of intensity and there's a lot of dogged work and um, really good defence on both sides of the ball yeah definitely the UL uh, the UL defence has been one that's been the most tested in these early few minutes the rain is still coming down not as heavy as it did just a few short minutes ago and as well the breeze seems to have died down a little bit so it might make a little bit of a, of a less <clears throat> more treacherous type of a contest the breeze that we had earlier for the for the men's game was absolutely detrimental and you, you know elements as you mentioned the lights as well come into it it's it, it's a tough it's a tough even for for the players and you know we'll have to see what materializes now from this railway line out maybe Keegan gets herself ready to throw in railway go up and that that definitely wasn't straight <laughs> that landed to the left of the line out so referee is going to be awarding a penalty now for are rewarding the decision now toward UL's way and I suppose a little, little bit of another let off but something that now you know get the ball back into the hands of balls and try and get try and get it up the field a bit yeah I think um, like that they're figuring out that it's, it's quite obvious that Faith is going up for that and um, so good pressure to put on them there to enforce I suppose any bit of doubt into, into your hooker's mind and forcing them to throw it um, not straight resulting mm. in scrum here for both I love to carry and get it off the pitch with a good long clearance or um, get out of here anyway. It's Chloe Pierce that carries it towards Stephanie Noonan who takes the ball outside of the Bowes 22. 
That ball back to Kate Flannery and Flannery kicks it. Amy Clark is chasing, but so is Clara Barrett. Ball bounces behind Amy Clark on the 10 metre line. But she has a lovely stride of pace to take the ball right back towards the UL side of the field. Claire Johan. It's the 17 that has came on for Railway Union. It wasn't down on my notes. Of course, the subs uh, were released a bit late last night. We just have to try and double check that was because I think they had a they had a 16 missing. Uh, so that is Patricia Doyle. Patricia Doyle is the one who is playing uh, wearing the 17 jersey. They were meant to have a 16, but it was down as TBC on their graphic. Hmm. Maybe wrong. Is it less? Oh, they made a they made a late change. So Alice is wearing 16. So that was something that wasn't told to me prior to prior to kickoff but it's Patricia Doyle who is wearing 17 so we figured out who our, our mystery player was from that earlier substitution I think that was a great, op- great um, option from Kate Flannery to kick it there like you could see um, Amy Clark was absolutely pelting it across to try and get that cover and Fernandes did really well to get to cover that kick uh, and made good ground on that counter attack but I think the space was on for Kate and it was a fantastic kick um, especially with Clara Barrett chasing down and um, chasing down your neck it's always going to be difficult to gather the ball and then to counter attack but it was, it was good play I suppose on both ends but they had a good carry off that scrum and Chloe Price was definitely set up the it's probably one of those nights where both teams are going to be put under pressure when it comes to claiming a high ball claiming a kick in behind so it's just a, a trying trying to get those chances trying to put the ball the ball in there you know Kate Flannery spot, spotted the space she spotted Clara on the far side and said well, I know you can definitely chase this down. Yeah, well, it's, it's a mixture of that and it's a mixture of, I suppose, if we look right in front of us here, there's puddles everywhere. So the ball could bounce completely differently to the way you think it's going to bounce. As a fullback, you're kind of slower approaching it because you don't want to knock it on, you don't want to let it bounce over your head or bounce the wrong way and then that when you're straight through. So um, it is difficult conditions and the kicks are definitely putting the pressure in. So what you want to do, you want to turn teams, you want to force them back um, and try and, I suppose, get out of... Being camped right here inside our inside our twenty-two. I suppose couldn't be asking a better uh, opinion of a player than a, a fellow fullback to, <laughs> to know exactly what way the fullbacks are playing today. We had a little bit of a stoppage in play there for a bit of treatment. I haven't seen any substitutes come from that one, so it's going to be a scrum on the far side. Claire Kyohan feeding it in for railway ball, middle of just inside the ten meter line as railway try and press on in this contest we're gone beyond the half hour mark 30, 33 34 minutes on and uh, definitely a cagey tight contest played in some fairly treacherous conditions it has to be said here in Anacotti is railway make another terrific strike looking in toward the 22 meter line but UL holding firm Kyohan now gives the ball out towards Trying to figure out who that was. I think it was Molly Boyne. Was seven. There's Nikki Cahey and she is dangerous. Throws that ball over toward Kayla Waldron. Another rock forming. Ball thrown back out now towards Keelan Brady. Keelan Brady taking a lovely carry. Kyohan studied at the back. Quick hands, fast hands coming in. That's Patricia Doyle getting her hands on the ball, trying to make it the headway. There's Lindsay Pete, the veteran, kicking, pumping the legs to try and get inside the 22 metre line but UL camped 
bit of a handling error there, but it looks like the ball has gone backwards. But has it given UL the chance to turn it over? Have to see where the ball comes out. Looks like UL have turned it over. They have indeed. Terrific defending there from UL. Maybe a little bit of luck coming from the fact that the uh, bit of a handling error, but Kate Flannery receives the ball and opts for touch. Yeah, it's a good kick. Um, really good rush defence, even though there was a lot of phases prior to that. You know, often players would get sucked in and you'd be caught narrow on the width, but both had a really good defensive line there and they were able to come up straight. So when you're in your 22, you're on your five-meter line, you want to get up straight and put the pressure on. That line speed forced that mistake, the handling there, and just gave Bose a second more to get on top of it. Um, I think it was... Alana McInerney and Stephanie Newman forced that in there and a great turnover and a really great kick um, to get out for from Kate Flannery. Kate Flannery puts the ball now midway between the 10 and 22 metre line railway ball and a lovely lovely take in the line out from from uh, UL Bowes that looked to be Sarah Garrett I think that took that ball and now it's a little bit of space going up and that's Chloe Pierce making absolute strides out toward it it's Kate Flannery is going to get the ball again Kate Flannery boots this one this time it goes to about halfway and the referee bringing play back maybe a little bit of an advantage occurring there towards UL a chance for Flannery to take the ball maybe and opt for touch or will we see another um, Abby Salter Townsend move on the ground Flannery has the ball in her hands I would say Abby on a quick tap she's got yeah. three outside Flannery I'd say it's likely to go Chloe to yeah. Flannery I mean you look there's plenty of bodies on the far side of the pitch but looking at this side you have the likes of Aoife Alana McInerney's there and uh, Chisholm Aguero who's definitely a potent finisher she can get her if she can get her hands on the ball and get into the space tonight we will be seeing her getting on the score sheet that's for sure there's Alana here's Chisholm Aguero and Aguero makes a terrific strike down but she's out of play and that's a terrific terrific tackle by Amy Clark in front of us to put Aguero into touch but a little bit of a step ahead of her and dangerous. Yeah, really, you saw it straight off the first girl she got, she had her off straight away. And um, probably look the second time you want to just step back in off that wing. Um, bad, wonderful conditions. You're never going to stay on the beach. Which you learn, but again, you can see just how dangerous she is when you do get that. That line out is taken by Kira O'Dwyer at the back. Bit of a mistake there from the railway faithful. Now UL have another chance to build against Chloe Pierce. A number eight but plays almost anywhere you want her to play. And Kate Flannery kicks toward the far side where Clara Barrett is waiting for it. Lovely crossfield kick. And Barrett down the right wing. Townsend. That's more, more headway. We've, we've rarely, very few times have we seen this. Aguero is looking for it over on this near side of the pitch. If they can get the ball over to her. But... Bit of a knock on there and advantage now back the real way away. Yeah, do you know what's, what's funny is that when you do something like a crossfield kick and absolutely, you know, so clinical, catch it under really difficult conditions, and then simple things like that and knock on when you're mm. when you're getting the ball out of the back of the rock. And 
which is, you know, it's annoying when you do something so difficult and do it so well. Um, so simple things, it's holding on to the ball. We've been in this position twice already and twice we've turned over the ball just with hand and nerves or not securing our rook. But look, it does put the pressure on railway here. They are in their 22, they do have to exit it. Our defence has been pretty decent, so if we can just put the pressure on them, don't let them gain a lot of yards off this, and then we get the ball back and another opportunity to attack. Uh, Aoife Corey is the only player that's on the halfway line for Bose. Everyone else is camped on the 22. And that's Nikki, Cahi, and Corey pumps the legs to try and get on the end of this to prevent a railway attack. And here's Aoife Corey. Gives the ball now inside to Ogweru. But a decision that goes to railway. And again, another error coming in from the Bose side. Yeah, Kayla Ward was so good on the ground. Clear out, get her out of there. Um, she probably was isolated because Ifa attacked, gave away the ball, and then wasn't there to clear out that rook afterwards. Mm. Good off, a really good take from Ifa. Again, good spot from Railway. You just had just said it before that that Ifa Corey was the only one covered in the backfield, mm. which left her very exposed. And um, so it was a really good spot, really good take. But again, just got isolated on that rook. And Taylor Waldron is so dangerous over the ball. It's one of her strong points. She had been playing that back row, so there's plenty of experience of getting on that ball. Um, you can't give the option to do that. I found that resulting penalty. Nikki Cahi kicked for touch and now takes us to the UL 10 metre line. Another strong railway line out to follow. They go to the front and the mall now forms. And that's the number six, Deirdre Roberts. One of their uh, changes from the last day, their only change from the last day. And now that ball going through is number 13. That's Maddie Aberg as she takes the ball toward the 22 metre line. She'll take some stopping. She's eventually brought to ground, but ball now still with railway in the 22 metre line. We're not too far away now from half time, if not in stoppage time. My watch says 40 minutes has elapsed in this contest, but we've had a couple of stoppages in the play. So it's up to the discretion now of our officials as to what remains in this contest. But railway still have the ball and they go toward the far touchline. But Bo's really, really, really trying to stop them. But it's still relentless, relentless attack from the railway forwards as they push and heave their way ever so closely. Bit of afters on the far touchline coming in play. But we can follow the play. And with inches away from the line now, our railway union, they could be they could be getting the opening score of this contest, but terrific defending again from UL. The last time they were here, they did force a turnover and they're trying to force one again. But Railway, inches away now from the try line. They're taking it. About 12, 14 phases now. And they try and get inches toward the line. Are they over? Yes, they are. And that is... Here's the difficult part of the job when you're trying to figure out who has uh, put the ball over, having went over from close range. It looks like Molly Boyne is correct. Yeah, but you can just see one missed tackle from Bose there and it just allowed an acre of space for, for a railway to get through. And I suppose it's the first time really that they have exposed Bose. Um, and it just it was probably the first time that Bose actually you know, missed an obvious tackle. But that's a blow now going into half time. It's not where Ricky's bound to put this over the bar. It's an easy enough kick for her going in 7 0 at half time when I suppose it was pretty even. I don't think, you know. It was, it was, there, was not, there wasn't much between the two teams in this first half, but it was deserved in that they made the most of getting into their 22. Um, both have been inside in their 22, probably three times, come away with no points. Mm -hmm. um, 
Railway's presented really isn't great either, but at least you know they've got something on the board before half time. Yeah, and it was, of course, uh, Molly Boyne. And it looks like uh, Aguero is going off. It looks like she. I did see her picking up a little bit of a knock earlier in the half in front of us. She looked to be limping a bit on, on the on the right leg. She's heading over to the UL dugouts, and I believe um, it was Evo Shocknessy that came in to replace her. It was either Evo Shocknessy or Evo O'Flynn, one of the two. I saw twenty on the back, but it could easily be Leisha McGonagall as well. So we just have to wait and see, just to see who has came in. But. It is a 5-0 lead now for Railway after Molly Boyne got over for that opening try and we have waited the bones of 40 minutes for that score but from a Railway perspective they won't mind too much as they could easily be 7-0 up as we head for the break just waiting on Nikki Cahey's conversion as I said she's kicked 41 points off the tee in their contest with this campaign she's a very experienced kicker and will make no mistakes and, that, and the touch judges agree with me. Ball between the posts. And that is a 7-0 lead now for Railway. We're not quite at half-time just yet. We will have a few more minutes left to go by the looks of things. But it came nearly at the death. But I think from the, the Railway perspective, they'll be happy coming in here as the visitors to be 7-0 up. Yeah, they'll be very happy. It was, a, I suppose, every opportunity you get in this kind of a game to take it like I said there's not going to be 10 tries scored in this game it's going to be a dog fight and we saw the relentlessness they had there in their attacks to um, make it count when they got into 22 and it's Leisha McGonagall who has made her way in just at the shy just shy of the of the halftime break to replace Chisholm Aguero she's going to be a massive loss for you Al well, it hasn't been given my opportunity today as a winner to show just how fast she is. It's not an ideal pitch or conditions for her. And there isn't a lot of space. The railway defence has been pretty good with filling up the field. Rail railway will know that as well. And railway are an experienced team. They're not going to give plenty of space down these wings for UL Bowles to exploit. Abby Townsend tries to get it. Looks to be offside. Is the call well, a penalty now? Kate Flannery having possession midway between the 10 and 22 metre line. She takes it quick. Going toward the far side of the pitch. But Railway put in the tackles and the ball moves its way back. But they are sucked into their 22. And now it's Alicia McGonagall, one of the players that's farthest back. That ball goes over the head of Ethan Corey. And now she has to chase it back in toward her half of the field. It's Clara Barrett. The goal that picks it up. She was on her shoulder. Barrett meets a railway tackle and goes down just at halfway. Plenty, plenty of tired bodies anyway in this opening 40 minutes. It's been absolutely energy sapping to say the least. Yeah, plenty, think, of, plenty of big hits coming in. Here's a lovely move. Lovely break from Alana McInerney to take the ball toward the 10 metre line. McInerney we're entering the final few minutes to play up to the discretion of our match officials I thought it was half time when, uh, when that conversion from Nikki Kahi went over but we play on and you will now take the ball in toward the 
21-22 meter line. Plenty of good carries coming in here now from UL. They'll want to score just before the break. Kate Flannery to Alana McInerney. Keep working, Keely. Keep working. Hands, hands. Coy Pierce. Coy Pierce for Corey. But it's not forward. As they try to get ball in hand, just not going the way that, um, that UL Bowles would have wanted. And a scrum now for railway on the 22 meter line. Yeah, again, two good breaks there from Mr. Carroll. Just up there, and Anish McGann was screaming, screaming here in the wing, but there was space there, and there is space if you can just, I suppose, get the ball straight and, and give, like, straight and clear, get the player engaged, and then just give the ball. The space is out there. That winger is completely isolated, but they seem to manage really good scramble defence and sort it out. We do. We're just waiting now. <clears throat> just a little bit of medical assessments and a few choice words from the the respective coaching teams as we await this scrum. I did. Uh, the referee was looking at his watch prior to the decision. I thought he was going to be blowing it up for for half time, but we do soldier on. Game kicked off at, uh, at half past five. We're now at seventeen minutes past six. And we're still in the opening half, so plenty of <laughs> plenty of time but if you're you will are you just waiting for that halftime whistle to just go back and just talk to the lads and just give them a bit of a pep talk at the break no I think you like that there are two opportunities there to to get in and actually get points on the board there um, I suppose railways will be trying not to concede any points before halftime but I suppose it would be nice to win at halftime with some points on the board um, but I imagine really we're to get out of here get out of the too and force and then goes under pressure again like I said I think they've managed it really well in relation to their kick, kick in game and um, they've forced goes back a lot they've made them turn they've kicked the ball over and full back line and the pressure on that a really good kick chase um, and he goes to do a bit more of that and force railway over and maybe in the second half when there's a little bit more wind we might see more of that what you say there's Lindsay Pete off the scrum she approaches the 10 meter line as a penalty for the Robins. Much to the joy of the supporters around us. I think in the middle of that break, it looks like Ugweru is back on the field and Clara Barrett has gone off. I don't see Clara Barrett on the far side anymore. So Ugweru is on and now she's been playing on the far touchline. Barrett looks to have picked up a little bit of a knock. And now Kate Flannery. She boots the ball for touch. There's a huge opportunity here for goals. Like I said, they're going to want to go in at half time with points on the board. Um, they have two opportunities prior to this. this they have to just make this one point. Go off maybe at the front, keep it simple, get a good mall. The mall has been working really well. If they can just hold possession here for however long the rest decides to play in this half. Now that ball thrown in. Townsend, but looks like it's not straight, and it's half time. Here in Anakati, the score Railway 7, UL Bowes nil. A very cagey, a very cagey opening uh, 40 plus minutes, it has to be said, on the banks of the Mulcair River. Seven points to nil. From the home perspective, you're obviously going to be playing into the where the breeze looks to be blowing into now in the second half. But plenty, I think, of stuff to maybe work on. Yeah, I think key messages that Fiona will be looking to talk to them about probably are about making sure that when we get into our 22 that we keep the ball, that we secure our rooks, that we 
don't give a pass not on that we keep it simple. There's been knock-ons, there's been unforced errors really, there's been I suppose um, uncharacteristic errors from both and I know the conditions are tough and the conditions are bad but it's just keeping it tighter, keeping it simpler um, putting three into that rug if you need to secure it because they are good on the floor so the key message is I suppose just keeping involved, being more timid when we do get into our 22 um, and I think they do have to start out the line I think you know, we have a really really strong pack when it works it really works we just need to be I suppose more effective with it and get our percentage success rate up higher and we'll put any team with pressure uh, while we're just watching the, the players getting underway for the halftime, I've seen Clara Barrett doing a bit of running there on the far touchline. She doesn't seem to be, um, she seems to be limping a bit there on the legs, so whether we'll see her for the remainder, any part of the remainder of the contest, but <clears throat> that'll make to be seen. Look, I think of all the years, you know, both of such as depth in their squad, and they, I suppose, the fact that they haven't quite a lot of internationals playing with them has allowed them to gel to pick out his squad. So yes, even though Clara and um, Clara was away for a while and it's her what a second game back playing with the Bulls, you've had Abel playing plenty of experience this year with the Bulls squad. You've had Chisholm getting loads of game time. You've Leif McGannell coming back in and um, Corey is so solid back there. So there's even though yes we potentially lost Chisholm early in the first half and then you lost Clara, they've so much experience and so much depth this year which is good. It's like it's not an issue then when you lose somebody, you know, you're able to bring in some like Ethel Shot in the centre one of our centres gets injured. The depth that both have in this squad this year I suppose will be the difference and probably is the difference up until this point. I know they're not affected by a lot of internationals but it's given them the opportunity to play together, train together to develop to um, to get more confidence playing together as a group. Yeah, and once again, our um, our coverage of today's fixtures brought to you in association with Finucane's Electrical Expert, Unit 2B, Cross Gala, Industrial Estate, Valley Simon Road in Limerick. Limerick Basin, family owned since 1959 for all your Christmas electrical needs and Black Friday deals now in store or online at Finucane's Electrical. Support local and support your team. So plenty more uh, deliberations to come, of course, in this uh, at this halftime, but I don't know from yourself, of course you're joining me on the sideline because you're currently out nursing an injury. Um, another another tough injury, of course you were injured in, in 22 on, on Ireland duty in Six Nations and just coming off the intervals, another one, so it's been another time on the sideline for you. Yeah, I feel like I spent a lot of time on the sidelines recently. I, I did my MCL playing against the England Six Nations um, in 2022 and then I got pregnant and had my little baby who's nine months old, got back playing from Munster, really enjoyed the season, was back in, back in June and playing from Munster and kind of just had a season of injuries really, I tore my calf early on, missed the first game against Ulster, hurt my shoulder then after that, missed the first game against Leinster and then finally got back in for the squad, into the squad for the final against Leinster and out of the blue just turned and unfortunately ruptured my ACL so oh look I've survived a long time in my career without a massive injury um, and I waited till the end really didn't I with this so linking in with our physios and Munster linking in with Lorna and Kieran uh, and yeah I'm on the road to recovery three weeks post-op so long road ahead but we'll get there yeah like earlier on this year of course you were back from from maternity leave for that cup final it was great to see you back with the with the ULBO squad you came on in that game and it were really you know, showcasing the the difference that you can bring to the squad. Now, you know, you, you were off for more of a prolonged period when you didn't want to. So, 
when uh, when can the UL faithful expect you to be potentially making the squad again? I suppose uh, looking at the medical timeline, looking at it, the full full training, full competitions back around June time. So I'll be looking to get back in the squad. I suppose for the latter stages of the of the cup, probably supposed to be in on schedule, and I wouldn't be near playing. But at least I'd get back in, you know, their change of direction bit of passing getting back in with girls would be great and that was like, the good thing about last year was getting to come back and actually be training with them and kind of realise just how much you miss them and how much you miss the sport and do you find um, do you know when obviously you've dealt with injury before but that it's obviously you're, you're working full time as a teacher now at the moment so you're definitely kept busy in that regards but that you kind of miss the the training sessions the late games the playing elements like tonight and, and the camaraderie with the squad Oh, you do, yeah. Like it's the like what you what you remember isn't you know all the trophies that you've won or isn't all the trophies that you haven't won. It's the, it's the nights out slogging like this, like a, a win in a day like today is is what you it's what you remember because of I suppose the dogfight that it was and the how much you need everyone on the squad and that's the difference with rugby and any other sports is that like you know no one can do it on their own and I think that's the beauty of it is that every single person on that squad has a has a role to play and it's just as important as the next person beside you. So hopefully they can rile themselves up now in this team talk. Um, they're still in their huddle there and I suppose just right the wrongs of the first half. Um, I'm sure every one of them will want to up their game, up their intensity at least 20-15% and that'll be massive for the second half here. Of course we're just going to get ready now for this second half. Kate Flannery will take the ball and will take a chance to try and push pressure now on railway in these early few minutes of the half um, just looking to see if we have any changes yes we do we do have another another change that is of course uh, Evo Flynn who you mentioned is now into the fray as Kate Flannery kicks the ball for the second half to get underway and we also have a change with uh, Brianna Heilman coming on as well I see her there um, alongside Abby on, on this rock and as well we see Eilish Cahill is on so a few a flurry yeah just gonna have to see on the far side Jane's wearing 18 of course so we'll have to just see of course the ball is at the far side so wants to get a little bit closer it, it was great there because Avo Finn was right in front of us so we can go ah you know she's 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 fresh in that regard so just come on That's the decision early in this half that goes the way of Railway Union. A couple of their supporters have made the trip down to Shannon Side this evening for this round eight clash, of course. Fourth place lost their first game of the contest last week. Bowes six games unbeaten. Will that streak end this evening? Well, on the scoreboard, it's looking like that in these early stages, but we still have probably another 50 minutes. If anything but the first half has to, has to say, there'll be plenty, plenty more to say. We have an early scrum midway between the 22 and 10 meter line inside in the UL Bowls half with Claire Kyohan feeding the back of it. And a penalty for a collapse of the front row on the Munster side. Well, the Munster side, UL side. Please. And uh, that is a decision that's going to see Nikki Cahi now kick the ball for touch and try and put a little bit more pressure on this Bowls uh, forward line in these early stages. Yeah, it all came from a really, really good clearing stick from Nikki Kahi, but what was actually 
the most important part of that was the chase, the kick chase from Faith, and she gave Aoife no chance at, at any of the space that she had, and was putting massive pressure, and that's the kick, I suppose, is only as good as the chase, and again, a scrum penalty, they really got on top of it here, again, Bose obviously has a few changes in that scrum, but they'll be looking to improve on that now going forward. That is the case, but it's their, it's their strong line out once again that wins the ball on the far side and they're driving Maul now trying to get a little bit of territory in toward the UL Bowes half of the field that's Lindsay Pete carrying the ball into the tackle but plenty plenty of movement Bowes trying to get the bodies back trying to get the possession and trying to not concede and cough up an early score in this second stanza of the contest but Railway again showing their experience, showing their power to take the ball now inside the 22 metre line. But terrific, terrific defending again from Fiona Reedy. It looks like Kiro Dwyer has gone off for Irish Cattle. A decision going the way of Bowes and a little bit of early pressure lifted. Kate Flannery getting possession of the ball hopefully from their perspective it goes down the field sooner rather than later in the next few minutes but we will have a scrum and right now the pressure hasn't subsided just yet yeah we see Lee Burnett making her way onto the railway squad as well and um, have been captain of victorious railway teams and um, Eugene is in the centre so so look at she's come on yeah, Neve Byrne is on. It's her first appearance in the uh, this season. A big, uh, a big loss in those early, the early stages. But she was named on the bench for the first time uh, this evening, and she has made her way on. It looks like she is playing in the centre. It looks like Kayla Waldron has gone off. I don't see twelve. I don't see Kayla Waldron, so it looks like she's now partnering um, Maddie, uh, thirteen in the mid, in the midfield. Yeah, Jane Class has actually gone onto the flank there. Definitely a host of uh, a host of changes made at the break, but with the kind of the rolling subs, it, it helps in the sense that we can bring on players and then obviously bring on a player later on in the game as well, give them a few minutes of a break. It does, yeah, and it's the nature of the game that I suppose a game like today is quite forward heavy, so the forwards have a lot of work to do. There's been a lot of lineups, there's been a lot of scrums, so it gives the opportunity to get other girls on, give girls a break, and then come on. And another strong, strong scrum from Bose, and that's a penalty. And Kate Flannery will now have the option to kick for touch. Hopefully, she doesn't drive the ball toward where we are in this canopy area. Everyone moves away from the railing. <laughs> As she narrowly avoids the Irish TV camera alongside us. But it's another another line out, another chance for Bowes to try and break, get some headway and try and get an early score in this half. Bottomer will go short, but it's, it's prevented. Keelan Brady with a great slap to put the ball back towards railway. Claire Johan at the back. She has options coming in the form of Deirdre Roberts. But Roberts is instantly stopped to the ground and now it's Cahi. Cahi will look to kick in behind. Avo Flynn lets it bounce. But Flynn takes it. But she is tackled to the ground by Faith. 
trying to see where the ball eventually finds its way it's back to a railway hand but referee doesn't see something and we've an injury stricken Bowes player on pitch not quite sure who it is right now but Aoife Corey at 15 Lily Brady has also come on um, in usual positions at hooker, but I think she's gone on in the flanks as well, along with Jane Class. He's going to have to change him up a little bit. Yeah. And it looks like like Toto Holland is after making her team, and she was doing pretty well in the line and mm. um, one of our main jumpers. So, five, I've got, what, five changes at half time? So, we have the likes of Eilish Cattle, Lily Brady, Jane Classy, Brianna Heilman. So, Jane didn't come in. I wonder if. Jane. Jane is on no Brianna yet I thought I saw Brianna on. Oh, maybe, maybe it was just a number maybe you were right maybe it was Jane all along and I got the number wrong obviously Ish McGonagall came on she's gone back off and Evo O'Flynn is on so plenty of um, bulls are really using their um, their bench and it is quite a strong one as we have another stoppage in play here as the liquids are distributed in a couple of uh deliberations now between the players as to what sort of a tactic that they will exploit Corey's still down on the ground interesting to see whether she is forced off or will end up coming um, back up to her feet and continuing on in this one but it will be a scrum with a put in for you elbows and I suppose from, from their perspective as well having someone the likes of Neve back in the squad who has as you said captained them to success in the division cup success in the past obviously was the captain a few months back when they won the energy a cup series um, to have a season campaigner of her stature coming back is always a welcome addition when they have missed quite a few of their more familiar faces this yeah. year. I suppose between retirement, uh, travelling and away with international GD, they are missing. If you look at that, if you compare that squad that they played in the, the Real Final Cup final, it's very different. Um, but you know what, it doesn't usually make it into a difference today. The players are slotted in, slotted in. Seems like they're missing some back in the second row, but I think Faith has been outstanding today in her tackling and in her, in her lineups. And it's another scrum turnover for UL Bose. Terrific, terrific work. And, Lindsay, and um, it's Chloe Pierce goes for a quick tap and go penalty to take the ball right up to halfway with Abby Townsend giving the ball now toward Eilish Cahill. Eilish Cahill tries to carry the ball a little bit further down the field as Townsend toward Kate Flannery. Kate Flannery going toward the wing. Alicia McGonagall trying to use her pace and experience. So Alicia McGonagall is now on the far side on that wing. So a double change on the wings for Bose since the start of this contest. Strong turners, Jane Clossy. Another young player who's really, really impressed in the colours of the Robins and Munster, of course. That's a lovely ball down the side. Alicia McGonagall on the far touchline. She is brought down by one of the railway players. Just trying to see if that far side of the pitch is fairly detrimental at the moment. There's Abby giving the ball towards Claire Bennett. First time in this half that UL have really put pressure on the railway backline. And now it's Chloe Pierce carrying Steph Noonan and Alana McInerney in support. Here's Flannery. 
Fannery with a little grubber kick in behind. Yes. And ball going back. Ball coming in. It's for Corey. No, no, she's she's a little bit close. Maybe a little bit of a possession fortuity coming her way there with the bounce. One of the railway players, but they're going to go short. And this is where the UL both forwards really come into their own. The likes of Eilish Cahill and Beth Buttimer and, and Fiona Reedy. Reedy has with the ball in hand at the moment, getting those little bit of inches. And you can see Bowles are starting to get a few players on the far side with Kay Flannery kicking the ball with a crossfield. Loving kick when it's dropped. It's dropped backwards. Pressure still there. Kate Flannery back inside. Chloe Pierce trying to get a little bit of space. It's probably the first time in this contest that Railway have really had to defend like this. We've seen twice in the in the first half where you, you all got to there, but were held up short or did make a few little bit of an errors in the build up. But it's back with back with Bose, American Ernie, Eva Corey, Corey for Evo Flynn. Inches from the line. We are inches from the line for the potential second score of this contest. And can Bose, can Bose get over and try and get momentum back into this tie? We're still we're waiting on our referee's decision. From my angle, it looks like they're gone over, but it looks like to be held up, and that is railway ball. And again, another another thing. The referee just signaled the ball was held <laughs> up close. But again, just not close enough. Yes, well, if you look at where the railway defence are, there's 15 players between the post and the sidelines. So I suppose the option probably was to look at what was outside you there. Um, they did it once and it almost worked. Um, you know, turn back yourself and back the, the kick, back the space outside. Passing has been good from the other to get it out. Um, handing back the ball, I suppose, really. But again, if we can get it here, we have another opportunity to, to just gather the ball. Um, we're still here inside now, 22. Well, pressure very much still applied by you as Nikki Kahi kicks the ball out and it's Aoife Corey with a strong carry taking the ball back towards the railway 22. Abby Salter Townsend gives the ball toward Chloe Pierce and Pierce makes a barnstorming run trying to get a little bit more territory for this Bose team. Kate Flannery, Flannery finds Stephanie Noonan, Stephanie Noonan for Alana McInerney. Left, right, trying to create space, back to Noonan, over toward Alicia McGonagall on the far touchline. But again, it's relentless, relentless defence from this railway team. They're not giving any little bit of inroad for this for this Bose, uh, Bose side. But the forwards, the likes of, of uh, Aish Cahill and Lily Brady are trying to steamroll their way through in the centre of the field. Townsend, who will she go for? She goes for Flannery. Lovey carry yet again from the captain, that is Chloe Pierce. Back out now toward Cahill. And it's all about this. But look at the defence coming in from Railway. They're not giving them an inch on this 22 metre line. As Flannery gives the ball out now toward Jane Clossy. That ball now going back toward the far side for Alicia McGonagall, Noonan and McInerney are trying their best to breach this Railway defence for the first time in this contest. They're getting close yet again. Railway tough questions being asked of their defence but they are asking them but there is a penalty going the way of UL Bowes and it's going to be simply put tap and go and hope to get over from here
I imagine so, you know, both these like these particular strengths as well. I mean, we know has done a good bullseye in the past and have been at grinding at the time and they're not you know, like this and they're in a position in the field like this. Um, they got caught up the out wide earlier on by so hopefully they can and another, yeah. another mistake. Yeah, another mistake. I was, I was kind of questioning what way they were taking that. I would think it was a, it was a set move off the, off the, penalty. I think he's calling it for a forward pass. So we're going to have a scrum on the railway five. Pressure not exactly lifted just yet, but again another turnover that gives possession back the way the visitors right near their try line and kills yet more moment, more momentum coming from UL Bowes but with how well their scrum has done on this on the their side of the pitch in these early stages of the second half will we see a big big decision coming their way as Claire Kyohan pops the ball in One ball. and it's a strong push from Bowes very strong and that kick, attempted clearance kick Barely, barely makes touch on the far side, and this could be dangerous territory now for um, for railway. Yeah, we can see the impact of that. We thought we would say five changes into the mm. pack, and we can see the energy and the power they're bringing in there. They're a really good drive and forcing them backwards into the dead ball area. Claire had no option but to get that ball off the pitch. And we're not going to see a line out. It looks like we're going to see a scrum on the railway five. So still a chance for UL Bowes in this one and with the drive that we've just seen the likes of you know the fresh legs coming in from Eilish Cahill Lily Brady and Jane Clossy those three players coming in we haven't seen Railway they have had to make one change that was Patricia Doyle that was in fourth but they haven't made any more changes in their front row or their pack or anything like that but will we see that UL scrum produce their opening score of the contest Townsend ball is in Townsend at the back the ball is moving referee has the hand up and it's another penalty for UL Bowles and uh, from your perspective I think uh, not like the last one where they gifted away the possession immediately uh, the decision would probably do you keep going for the scrum knowing that it is your weapon and potentially put Railway into the risk of having their go to Simbin? Uh, I, I don't know, but if I was Chloe at this stage, I definitely would be having a chat with the referee. There's consistent infringement, especially if we need to look up the area that we're on the pitch. Are they, are they cynical at this stage? Um, but yeah, I think you, you force the, the pressure. You can see the pressure in the last two scrums that Railway have been under. Um, and hopefully force another penalty. And if not a penalty try, and then maybe even you try on its own. Well, we will have to wait and see, but no cards going from the referee just yet. But another scrum as Abby puts the ball in, and immediately it's pressure from Bowes. Pressure from Bowes. They're going, they're going toward the line. Chloe Pierce at the back. Penalty try. Hand up again. You know, with so many infringements, I've seen penalty tries awarded for less in, the, in, in these contests. But we go again, we reset, we'll have another scrum. Um, yeah, it's very. And 
from you know if you were out in the field now you know does that kind of play into your minds that it kind of upsets the mentality that you think you know is there a bit of unfair decisions going against you I suppose no referee has ever changed their mind we saw that in the World Cup when he even knew he was wrong and he still didn't change his mind um, as a fullback I can't give you much experience now in what goes on in the scrum but I definitely will be questioning why there is no I suppose penalties here you know yeah, the penalty, we're getting the penalty we're getting the advantage here but it's consistent it's, it's at least four at least five in this half four penalties coming off and an early little of an engagement coming in from railway so a bit of discipline the referee's going to have to have a little bit of an old chat as they say with the uh, with the two packs here like is, but is this is this tactical is it cynical in relation to railway you know do they know the referee is not going to pull out that card out of his out of his pocket and four attempts both, mm-hmm. has, both still haven't scored yeah I, I, I don't know like four four penalties in a row in other games I've seen it given. Look at the Welsh Fiji game in yeah. the World Cup. Welsh were smart. They were Another strong up. scrum. Another penalty advantage. Another penalty occurring. Penalty try! No, they haven't scored a penalty try. But they're really crying out for one here. No, uh, no hands in the pockets yet from our match official. For this decision but this is really you, you can get it oh there is a yellow card being shown and it looks like Keelan Brady maybe she's going over on the far side so we have seen a yellow card come the way of of railway but no penalty try and again ball to be given over railway could come away with not conceding a try here and both of them can here the penalty there needs to be a penalty try I think for, for just, they've done everything right and they have consistently been infringed by railway not quite sure which one of the railway players it was that got the yellow card um, might have been uh, Kirsty Stevenson the number three we'll just have to check that out in a few minutes but another scrum and now with 14 on the field, missing a member of of their scrum, you'd expect that you will keep the pressure on and try and win this. And if there's another infringement, is that when we we eventually do see the decision? But we see we we have said even from that World Cup campaign that is the standard of refereeing. You know, talking about the decisions, are they making the right calls? Look. Not going to question a, an official this evening, but like I said, we have seen penalty tries awarded for plenty less than what we've seen today. But Railway are doing their best to defend, they are down to 14 players, and we have another scrum coming the way of UL Bowes as Abbey Townsend is getting ready to put the ball in. A strong drive, but Railway. I certainly give it up to them. That's another penalty. It's another penalty for UL Bose, but the referee is not running over to the post to signal it. That's what, five, six penalties now in a row? Five, 
Definitely five penalties. Definitely five penalties in a row. We've seen one player go to the bin for railway. And it's another scrum. This will be interesting to see what way this continues in the next few minutes. But definitely, from a UL perspective, the changes that they made at the break have paid off in the pack coming into the scrum railway, not able to handle them in these last few minutes. But we still await the opening score from the hosts as they are camped inches away from the line and are definitely getting a little bit incensed with a couple of penalty decisions, but... I don't think they're the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, the supporters on side us are definitely there anyway. The scrum, scrum goes in again. Townsend, it's driving. Townsend's at the back. Townsend tackled three, four, five railway players. The minute they seen her at the back of that scrum, they were out on top of her. Bows go short. Pressure, pressure being built now from Bowes. Can we see them get an opening score in this contest? Railway have defended very, very well. And they're over! And it's an opening try of the contest for UL Bowes. Seven points to five. And I believe it is the player that is currently down on the ground. Trying to spot a number when she gets up. Is it um, Jane Clossy from here? I'm trying to. Uh, uh, that's it's her there. Or is it? Is it Eilish Cahill? Is Eilish Cahill the 16? Yeah, I think it is Eilish Cahill. She's just here um, coming toward the halfway line. She's the first, she's the second girl. Coming over here. Yeah. Great move by Eilish Cahill. She gets over and now it's Kate Flannery who has been deadly accurate to say the least. 61 points, even more than 61 points under her belt in this AIL campaign thus far. 63 points to her name. Can she make it 65? She can indeed. And it's a level game. Now, with 15 against 14, of course the clock was would been stopped for a lot of that with Sin Bin as well. So they will have a f they will have the advantage for a few more minutes. Brianna Hillman's back. Yeah, yeah, Brianna Hillman is on. Is right. So she'll operate one of the flanks in this one. And now Nikki Cahi on halfway, about to get us underway. The level game. And as all the fields of a top four clash in the energy of women's division. And that was a big, big super score. Jane Classy, referee has an advantage coming for UL. They're going to play out from the back. And Brianna getting on the ball for the first time. Abby Salter Townsend for Kate Flannery. Kate Flannery goes for kicking it on the wing. More pressure. Alicia McGonagall putting the pressure in. Referee will probably go back for that earlier decision. 
last decision. Now we we have awarded the try to Eilish, but of course it was fairly difficult just to see who went over. So we will confirm that at a later stage. But it looks looks by my by my standard anyway that it was um, that it was her that went over. But um, we will of course make sure to check that. Uh, joys with being live is when you're trying to see from here and you see about 14 different bodies it was Eilish Cahill I have had confirmation of that Troy so Eilish Cahill has a score and she now has the ball and makes a lovely bit of a carry and now ball out toward halfway and now Bo's trying to flex their muscle momentum with them of course they do have the numerical advantage but Neve Byrne with a tackle on uh, Alana McInerney wins the ball back for UL or for Rebel should I say it was actually uh, Chloe Pierce. now ball on halfway who will leave Anacotti with the points tonight a share of the spoils might be might be the best decision in this contest with the way the two teams are played Ava Corey kicks that and now Nikki Cahey is on the afterburners trying to get the ball dangerous position now Cahi has pressure and Aoife Corey tremendous work rate by the fullback to chase the kick to chase the kick and wins the penalty in the process that is terrific work from you and definitely something that as a fellow fullback you'd be proud of doing that amazing because what she saw was the massive space over the top made the railway defence turn around a really good line chase as well um, put them under pressure but that's what railway were doing in the first half the goal was turning that's Eilish Cahill that's looking for a second try in this contest Abby Townsend is the ball back to Brianna Heilman Heilman inches from the line but she's held up well the railway defence has been tested in the second half and UL are sniffing blood to try and get a second try another move Townsend at the back will look for the captain Chloe Pierce and Chloe Pierce sees a bit of a gap but held up ball looking wide here's Steph Noonan Steph Noonan quick feet by the midfielder ball back inside again Railway really forcing that of course they still have 14 on the field okay Flannery looks for the corner Abel Flynn trying to get it is she get there no she will not but another chance advantage occurring we will go back for that infringement pressure very very much on Railway at the moment yeah, but I do think both had, had they have to make most of that overlap. There was an opportunity to get that ball wide. I think a simple hand would have actually got that ball out wide. They didn't have the numbers in defence, and they're obviously down a man. They're down the player down to 14. Kate Flannery's opting for the post here. Probably a smart decision. With 65 points now under her belt in just seven games of this campaign. She's right in front of the post here and will look to put UL into the lead for the first time in this contest and with you know obviously there's pressure there they could easily have gone for another tap and goal penalty tried to put Railway under a bit of pressure but Flannery has said look this is what I'm good at let yeah. me do what I'm no, capable I think I of agree. doing I think I agree with that decision if you think of it they had five scrums to get seven points on the mm. board it's been a very forward heavy game the forwards have had a lot of pick and goals it hasn't been an easy Every meter that they've gained has been a really tough battle, and I think you need to look at some bodies. And Kate Flannery dissects the post, her second successful kick of the contest, 
Uh, it's now 10 points to 7 in favour of the Robins. That's a big, big start to the second half by the host to really turn the game on its head. And a big performance now. But Railway are very capable of, uh, of putting the pressure, of course, on UL. Very vastly experienced team and will definitely still have plenty in the tank as they look to make headway in these final few minutes. Nikki Cahi with the restart and that's claimed by Chloe Pierce. Here's Brianna Heilman. But railway on it straight away but moved by Lily Brady there to get a bit of space. Kate Flannery moves to nine briefly. Okay, Flannery operating at scrum half for the next few minutes. Very versatile player. I'd say she could, she could definitely do a job at scrum half, but more favours the role at 10. And now going down the left, far side is Alana McInerney. Alana McInerney is pace as she brings the ball to halfway. And from a UL Bowls perspective, to get that ball territorial-wise now to halfway, and paying Railway back into their half is definitely something they would be wanting to do having been 7-0 down at the break but have really turned the game on its head in these early exchanges ball now still with the bows plenty uh, Kate, Kate Flannery kicks that ball in behind that's Danny Frenada on the, uh, must have been a, a substitution that I missed Another one of their cup campaigners, and that's a knock-on. Oh, okay, it's not a knock-on. Looked like the ball had gone forward there, but referee says it went backwards. So Kate Flannery now, as Emer has just said, is now playing at scrum half. But Ifo shot to see him moving into the 10 roll. Kate Flannery. Abby, Abby Townsend had a big, had a big game so far in that nine roll and now Kate Flannery be looking to continue to spray that ball and spray that position or shot and see but Danny Fernanda is there on the 22 and this girl has pace a fresh player coming on who will be looking to make an instant impact for for a railway but possession still inside in the railway half they haven't exactly cleared their lines just yet and a penalty coming to way of the Red Robins. They won't have a chance to clear their lines just yet. No, they've got a scrum there from good good pressure on the break. And again, both have plenty of mistakes like that in the first half. Trying to get difficulty getting the ball out of the back of the scrum. And both made a mess of that, and that's what we need. That's the intensity that they have been playing in this second half. Um, but I think we probably have a bit more patience in attack here and we're still a player down to the best of my knowledge so just to make the most of that and actually use the ball wide spread it wide and yeah. I haven't seen anyone come on without someone coming off for uh for railway but like I said I did just miss the fact that Danny Ferrada did did come on for the visitors so we have to get the fingers out and count the number of players on the uh on the railway side of the field but with the way they are playing we definitely think that they do have their full 15 restored but possession now back with the host as Kate Flannery for the first time in this contest will have a put in to the scrum so 
can she continue the good ground that has been made up by Bose in the second half definitely I think from that maybe from that halftime deliberation Fiona Hayes had looked at that scrum and said you know I'm going to make two or three changes and it has been make it's been the make Bose in the second half they've done tremendous work from it and we have another one now midway between the 10 and 22 metre line as Bose will have to put in from Flannery and Flannery at the back of the scrum they will try and get the ball back but it's a terrific turnover from Railway Union the scrum looked to have gone a little bit of an angle and Railway made absolutely no mistakes in taking back possession of that ball and now they will look to make a stride, make a move and try and get a little bit of territory in the UL Bowes half of the field but for now it's terrific defending by Bowes to keep them at arm's length on halfway but gaps are starting to open on this near side of the field UL creeping further backwards in their own half as Railway start to get a little bit of the tails going in this half to try and push them back into one I've seen a couple more subs that I haven't seen for Railway on the field so we'll bring those to you when try and figure it out but for now roll on roll off is great when you're playing but when you're reporting on the game it's tough to try and remember who's on and who isn't and that's a big big decision and the UL Bulls bench are on there on their feet on the sideline and that's a big, big turnover now for the hosts. Yeah, really good defence because really we're building momentum there. You know, they got the ball. Back off someone the, else. Off an error from Bowles. <laughs> oh, they haven't. Oh, you look at that. You only won. You only play in this in this first, in the second half. It's been all Bowles up until now. Bowles really really need to make the most of this and not let Railway have even a sniff of of ball if they are to I suppose remain in this game. You know that conversion or penalty will be so important. Yeah. Well, we will have another scrum in this contest. We just tick past seven o'clock uh, with the game having started at half past five. So plenty more yet to go. It has been a frantic game so far with the hosts ahead 10 points to seven. With a big comeback in the second half. Eilish Cahill's try converted, of course, by Kate Flannery. And then Flannery with an important penalty to nudge the hosts ahead. She now takes up the role at scrum half, but definitely will still continue her kicking exploits as we see another scrum being charged in. And another decision going the way of the host from a scrum. That'll be seventh or eighth decision that we have seen a penalty awarded at the scrum. And that decision is going to see another scrum being called. Flannery has the ball in hand and decides we're not going to go for touch. We're going to go for another scrum and maybe see another railway player potentially get a card if this continues. I don't know, I think they need about five more penalties to see another card as <laughs> you in the last one, but you can see um, the attack is after coming into the centre here for railway. So again, they are emptying the bench, like you said, the roll-on, roll-off, so it's hard to keep track of. Both sides seem to be doing it well. Definitely. Now, having seen the likes of Barrett or Aguero come back onto the field for UL, it's a terrific push there from Railway, but it's Alana, it's Steph Noonan, should I say? Alana McInerney was on her shoulder, offering support. Kate Flannery now gives the ball to O'Shaughnessy. And there's Alicia McGonagall. 
much more of a central position there by McGonagall to take that ball. And now it's a terrific carry and it's Eva O'Flynn who brings the ball toward halfway. Hands on, Hands on! For what? Penalty! And we have another penalty for the host. No release, ref! What are you watching? And that is a decision that's going to go the way of ULBOs. And that was the clearest penalty as ever I saw because Kayla Walton was over the ball before anybody from the railway team got out of the way. And it's Aoife O'Shaughnessy that will be taking the kick. She puts the ball into touch to give them a little bit of space in this side of the field. Interesting that Flannery wasn't um, taking that one, but nevertheless, a bit more uh, territorial areas. And it's the number 17, Lily Brady, that's going to have to put in to this line-out for the Robins. Now, with the likes of Claude O'Halloran, as you mentioned, off the field, it's going to go right back to Eilish Cahill. And Eilish will take that and hold possession as the Robins try and build from the frontier. As we continue to tick on in this contest toward the latter stages of this half. And Fiona Reedy using a bit of pace there and fancy footwork to get herself towards the line or towards the 22 meter line. Plenty space between, uh, plenty more ground to cover before they get anywhere closer to the try line. Kate Flannery gives that ball back for an shot to see and it's Heilman who takes, carries the ball away again. Railways defence definitely doing their best to try and keep UL from crossing. It's a terrific turnover again. As they look now to try and break the possession and try and get the ball back into their own half of the field. On the far touchline, they have the ball. We're going to have to see now what happens in these final few minutes we take on at the referee's discretion of course as to how long we have left of course with the stop clock we could be here all night but we have the floodlights anyway so we're well capable of um of staying on for the evening nothing else to do than watch rugby on a saturday evening so we're flat out here on the banks of the Mulcair river in anacotti and it's another terrific drive by bows to pin railway back and try and turn over possession but it's back at the back of the rock and they continue now to get a little bit of pressure going their way and now little kick in behind Aoife Corey Kate Flannery though is back there and Kate Flannery will take it great move by Kate Flannery we have seen her of course as I said play at centre and well, they always say once a robin, always a robin, and uh, <laughs> my co-commentator is getting a little bit incensed by a couple of decisions here. But look, we, we let you off this evening. <laughs> well, we haven't seen that, and it's going to be a decision going the way of railway. So. <laughs> I have a very unhappy Claire woman stood alongside me in this one. And a few more from various parts of Munster on the field and around us. 
Was? No, I had it earlier. Of course, I was with uh, I was with Andy, the director of rugby on the men's team, and even he was saying that ball went forward. Of he touched it, but would say nothing. Even he was saying it's very hard when you're uh, when you're a home supporter to, uh, to not show the passion for your team. Plenty of bodies coming in here, but railway still with possession. They still have the ball. But UL Bowes are doing their very best to try and turn it over and cause an infringement. Well, Eilish! Ball still with Railway. They haven't crossed toward halfway yet. But it's a terrific turnover by the Bowes. Flannery! That's going for touch! Points to seven. The Robins continue their unbeaten streak in the women's division. Seven wins out of seven. Top of the standings. And a phenomenal second half fight back. Those changes at the break were definitely made the difference as the Red Robins come away with another win. We will have a, a week break now for uh, for Bose after such an energy sapping contest. Railway, they have to go and play Wicklow in their rescheduled game next weekend. So no rest for the wicked there. They're back out next weekend while the rest of the teams are on a bye week. But for Bose, from your perspective, seven wins in a row. Top of the standings. A nice healthy lead now on the top of the table. Things are looking well. It is, you know, and it's, it's not just as we've got we've, the positive here is that Bowes have more than just the starting 15 to come on. We saw a massive reshuffling of the pack, we saw a massive reshuffling of the back line. And that's the difference is it's, you know, the nature of this game playing week in, week out is injuries. It's. Um, but I see, I see a delighted looking, uh, I see a delighted looking uh, Fiona Hayes uh, alongside her former, the former coach of last year. Uh, in the form of Neve Briggs, of course, Munster head coach as well. So they are here anyway. But look, that brings an end to our double header of coverage here in Anacotti. And it's been a, a double success for you, I'll both say. The men's team won earlier, the women's team enjoys success this evening. And they'll uh, definitely we... enjoy their singing Happy Birthday to Chisholm McGuire, there, who is 21 today. So a triple celebration around Nicole's <laughs> so today. The 21 year old, not on the score sheet today, going off with a a little bit of a knock in that um, in that opening half but definitely uh, someone that we'll keep a tight eye on as the year progresses definitely 
in that regard but look from ourselves here in Anacotti it's been a very frantic day of rugby two exciting contests we hope you've enjoyed all of them today my thanks to Emer, of course for joining me on commentary for this second game as she now heads away to chat with her uh, her UL Bowes faithful but it finishes here for the second game in the women's division UL Bowes 10 Railway 7 we hope you've enjoyed all of our coverage today and thanks to Finucane Electrical for sponsoring both of our games and we hope to be down on Anacotti in the next near future but until next time thank you and goodbye